It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Can't wait for the GM Shuffle podcast later today. It's always football season. The Jets and Aaron Rodgers getting close. It's a must-listen for every football fan. Lombardi goes off uncensored. Players, teams, coaches, airports, every Monday and Thursday throughout the football season. Download and subscribe to the GM Shuffle podcast from VEASAN and DraftKings, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, That's Stephen checking in. Australian casino security have found many kids left in the car. Well, the parents are inside gambling. Oh, boy. Sure, I like that. I mean, this, aye, is, aye, this aye. is, boy, oh, boy. Okay, so I'm, I'm right now on my phone, Paulie. I'm on the DraftKings mobile app, and it opens in Massachusetts tomorrow. Johnny Avello from DK is going to be on in an hour and 45 minutes. Here is, um, call this a, um, maybe a pro tip. I don't know if it exactly qualifies as a pro tip, but it's it's teetering. It's on the brink. When you, when you are on the, the DraftKings app, and... Down below, you click on where it says all sports. Everything pops up. It's in alphabetical order. Academy Awards, Aussie Rules, Badminton, Baseball. I'm going to toggle down to basketball and then click on college basketball. On the app, then, you can navigate by conference. And this is beautiful to me because in Nevada, we've always had a rotation number, right? Right? So that goes, it's the same number on the board for every single game. Like I'll call out rotation number 191. And I'm just throwing out numbers. That, that doesn't happen to 
you know, it could be Rutgers, Michigan. That's going to be this. That's how you identify the game at every sports book in Nevada. Books outside of Nevada don't use rotation numbers. So they list them by yeah. starting times, right? So you can search that way. But on the app, when you do what I just did, on DraftKings, every single conference pops up. And then you can navigate. If you want to go back to all games, there's a tab for that. There's a tab for top 25. But then there's Atlantic 10, AAC, AAC, ACC, and it go. It's every single one where games are being played. It is fantastic. Beautiful. So, like, for example, right now we're talking about the Big Ten. I click on the Big Ten. Wham. Whammo. Four games pop up right there from the Big Ten all on the app. And the game we wanted to talk about here, that Michigan and Rutgers game, um, this opened up two and a half. I saw on the Wolverines. They're three and a half in this game against Rutgers today. Where are they at in terms of making the tournament? Next four out. Yeah. According to Joe Lenardi. It's a I'm huge not, game for I them. I like Michigan. Uh, beat them uh, Rutgers already. Uh, Rutgers has lost six of eight. And Michigan playing well. But uh, need it like blood? I don't know. You know I, I, now this is interesting. According to Joe Lenardi, ESPN, last four in. Penn State, Rutgers, Oklahoma State, Utah State. Huge bubble game here. So not only does Michigan need this, they probably need the next one. As well, uh, first four out, Arizona State, Nevada, North Carolina. And uh, and, and again, Clemson and Michigan, part of the uh, next four out. Mm. So uh, they should have beat Indiana the other day. I think Michigan will get the win. A Rutgers team that comes limping in. They also need it, though, but I'll take I'll take Michigan in this one. I like Michigan, too. Good one, yep. Good, good way to start the day. Um, so if game. Penn State loses today, North Carolina wins, will they flip-flop? Uh, Penn State is catching two and a half against Illinois. I don't think that's enough for North Carolina. I, I don't. It, it's because that's your. You would have a, finally your second quad one win, but it's both against Virginia, right? So you'd be well, two and ten yeah. against quad one teams. But then, so not it, enough. If they win the game today, and then what if they have? What's a win over Clemson do for them? Right. Clemson's nowhere to be found. Clemson's not in either. But so I don't, I don't know how much I that know. helps him out. Well, like tinfoil hat guy, I, I think Mike Palm was on to something, though, too, with wouldn't you like to have him get in the f- first four for eyeballs? And oh, I think that'd be fascinating. A, a big-time school and program in there, too. So that's, you know, he can go that route as well. How about we get North Carolina and Oral Roberts in a playing game? Not Oral Roberts. They're in. They'd have to be a uh, at-large. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's but, right. Uh, yeah, you, you're right about that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that part. Um, was Wichita an at-large were, the year that they were they stuck were in, in the playing game? Plan. Well, that's the other fascinating thing. I thought they won their, t- their, their conference. Uh, no, playing playing's at-large. Okay. Uh, except for the uh, 16 seats. Um, the, with the other 16, any, any event. Mm-hmm. A team always makes a run from the first four. Like Sweet Six. Usually does, yep. So that'll be something uh, to monitor as well. Another Big Ten game today. Ohio State was very impressive. Wow. They, were, they mauled Wisconsin well, yesterday. Well, for 30 minutes. Yeah. They're up 22 with 10 minutes. Wisconsin cut it to three. Make a free throw. Come on. It's not hard. Yeah, UNLV did when they had to. Practice concentration was Brick City, USA, from the free throw line down the stretch. Wisconsin, get out. You're done. That was embarrassing. Yep. So now, I mean, how did they look at the point spread? Iowa only two and a half, only three. Only two and a half. Yeah. What's wrong yeah. with that number, Paul? Yeah, and then the total as well, which uh, Iowa, they're fun to watch uh, with the lunatic McCaffrey. But the other thing is uh, a lot of people respect this Ohio State team. I think they can make a run. We're about to find out. And they're, they're rest assured there would will be a bid thief or two here.
to shrink because everything we're talking about here with the bubble, that's going to shrink. Someone's going to shock the world and win yeah. one of these conference tournaments and come out of nowhere. And who knows? Maybe it's Ohio State. All these trends are available on the website, vsin.com. So vsin.com in the Big Ten. Teams that are off the bye in the Big Ten tournament. That would be the Iowa game today. They're off the bye against Ohio State. And Maryland's getting a bye against Minnesota today. They're 14 and 10 straight up, but only 5, 18 and 1 against teams that already played since 2018. And uh, like I said earlier, Maryland is laying a massive number. Minnesota's terrible. Right. And, you know, I had people reach out to me last night that they told me that they love Nebraska. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, and Nebraska could not get the win. So now Minnesota turns around, they're catching that huge number against Maryland. And that trend there means that Maryland now has to win by 14 points to cover that game today. All right. If I play Minnesota, it'd be first half. You already played the game. You could overlook the opponent. And if the dog's going to hang around, right? Yep. What, what are they going to be down 20 and come all the way back, right? So yep. I would say if you want Minnesota, I'd go first half. I would actually, uh, that that is what I was thinking with Wake Forest today. Okay. Because this number is only. Look at this line. It's, it's already, <laughs> yeah, Miami's up to six and a half now. Okay. It was, I saw five yesterday, right? The, the total is 157. Yeah, hello. Now, the Wake-Syracuse game had a super high total. That's what I'm talking about. The, the end game, the, out of a timeout, Syracuse took just a... How bad was that shot? It's, it's so bad. How on bad? a scale from one to ten, it's a one. Yes. You can't get any worse than that. Yeah. And then Wake buries a three with like .5 on the clock. Fitting. Earlier in the year, Bayheim said Wake bought their team, and then Wake knocks them out, and he, he retires. Yep. Or yep. forced out with the whatever you want to word it. So maybe a little Wake first half in that game, and then again, the Duke number. They opened up four last night. That instantly moved to six. And the total there is 141. And that Pittsburgh game against Ja Tech yesterday was back and forth the entire time in a high-scoring contest. I do like North Carolina, though. I think this is, I, I respect Allen Boston. He thinks they can do the same thing they did last year. And why not? I mean, you're preseason number one. Yeah. So we know how much talent they have. And now they know what's on the line. Virginia's in, so it's a must-win for North Carolina. I'll take the points today. Yeah. I, think well, Car- I think Carolina wins. Do you, do you want to do... Okay, so then what's the overall approach then? Do you want to do first half money line, first half with like a point? Carolina money line, Carolina plus the two? How do you really want to you break do it that, down? Yeah, you could do a you know, first half game, everything, yeah. yeah. You don't think they win? I think they win. I, I think I think Carolina's got to, well, I yeah. mean, the points right tell, tells you that they have a really good chance to win sure. this game. They're begging you to bet Virginia. Absolutely. The other, the, other, the late game's tough. And so think about that. Clemson's an underdog. They're the three seed. They're not even in the tournament. Right. That's wild. But Mike's right, down here for the ACC. And no respect for Miami, which at least a lot of people bet some futures on them here. But how good they, how solid they were at home. Mm-hmm. And the fact that uh, you can get them at a, still get them a good price to win it all. And uh, they're only, a, yesterday, only a five-point favorite against Wake. Yep. In the Big 12, we told you about this trend going into it yesterday. Favorites lane four points or more. It's been risky in this tournament going back. 28 and 11 straight up, but only 14 and 25 ATS. Well, West Virginia was laying four points. They got there. They won. They covered. You had them yesterday, oh, Pauly. Piece of cake. Texas Tech again. Just get the season over with. And now Adams resigned. That that weird story. <laughs> I was reading from the scriptures. Uh, scriptures, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just sick. Sure. Uh, and now West Virginia turns around today. They're catching three and a half against Kansas. Jayhawks favored there. And that total is 149 and a half. They just played, right, at Kansas. Yep. Fog Allen. And Kansas could not put this team away, and it was dicey late in West Virginia. They had a chance to win that I game. Know. Here's another one, right? Look how short the line is. Sure. 
West Virginia safely in now, probably on the 8-9 line. Maybe you want to win some more games, get off that line. But certainly it's uh, it's also goes back to, with Allen Boston, what we talked about last week. Do you want uh, – what's the motivation if you're a one seed? Do you want the rest? You don't want fatigue? You want to be well-rested for the big dance? How do you want to play it? You know, it's, it's, uh, some coaches can't stand it and say, let's just – let's get to when we play for all the marbles, yeah. right? I do think – I don't know. Again, I said this yesterday on the air. I'll say it again right now. I do think like this trend makes a lot of sense, even though it wasn't a winner yesterday in the Big 12, because this has been basically the best conference tournament with the best teams for a long, long time. Or if it's not the best, it's right there near the top. And it's the best conference again this year. Like These teams are very close. So they have you know, the dog is going to have a good chance to win the game outright, let alone cover. And you're not going to see massive point spreads in this round like you're seeing like in the Big 10. And Texas off the bye, mm-hmm. lane six against Oklahoma State. I don't mind Oklahoma State today, maybe in the first half or for the game. Sure. Catching those points. Uh-huh. TCU, K-State's a great game as well. I, I bet I took the two and a half with you, K-State okay. last night. Yeah. Um, TCU's dangerous when healthy. But that you're right, this 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 the conference is wide open. Well, and then we found out last night they're going to be down a player moving forward. And the other one is a game that uh, Mike Palm was on the show earlier today. He's the VP here at Circus Sports. He likes Iowa State. They have controlled Baylor in their meetings this year. They're catching four and a half in this game. And uh, the Cyclones fans are right there with the Jayhawks fans. They do a great job tra- traveling to this tournament each and every single year. And they're going to sell out a bush light. I, you know, get yep. ready for that. Yep. They'll drink you out. So that's part of the Power Six betting board today. We'll continue. Coming up next, how much is one player worth to a team's national title odds? Some books had them the second shortest shot on the board, and now that number is starting to drift after the injury. Details on that coming up next. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests. We're gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Welcome back. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get everything you need to bet the madness. $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, we'll get you ready for every game and every round. Unlimited access to the best bets. Every pick, every show, every host, every guest. Breakdown of every team. And predictions and picks from Brent Musburger as well. $19 through the end of the tournament vcin.com slash subscribe we continue talking college basketball in the big east today always a fantastic college basketball tournament marquette is lane six and a half i'm sorry check that seven and a half what it opened yeah Yeah. against st john's there's eights now total here okay all right total 161 and a half they just played last weekend the total was in the mid 150s it flew over both teams almost scored 100 points in regulation it was a crazy basketball yes, game. Right, right, and Marquette right. blew a huge lead late. Yes. And St. John's almost won the basketball game. Uh-huh. So now that we turn around here a couple of days later and they play again. Yeah, well, cl- the close-to-home angle, Garden will be rocking. Can uh, St. John's uh, shock the world? Yeah. Uh, again, look at the, the totals. Crazy, though, right? Uh, yeah, is it going to go to the is moon it, again yeah. like last time? Or do we get a little bit of uh, regression here in this total? Yeah. Tough call. I can't. I I, yeah, I can't bet over one sixty-two today. Yeah, but you never know with the scramble points, and then it season's over for somebody, and they keep fouling. Yeah, no matter uh, how, how much they're down as well. The thing that disappoints me is I was ready to go against. I couldn't wait to bet against Providence. What a line seven with Connecticut. Yeah. So I can't. I, well, this will tell you, many. right? I mean, they're the five seed in this conference, and yet they were around two to one to win the whole thing. 
That'll tell you about their power rating. But, uh, uh, you know. Right. And their fans uh, travel well and take over, and they'll be going to John's Pizza afterwards as well down the street. But that's, can't do it. Too many points. Can't get there. And also, yeah. can, can DePaul keep this run going as well? Now playing with house money. Big dog against Xavier. Xavier laying 12 and a half after DePaul with the upset over Seton Hall. Yeah, and, and what do seedings really mean in these conference tournaments? Not a lot. As you're looking at, again, the five seed here is a seven-point favorite over the four seed. And the Creighton-Villanova game, Villanova had, a, had to play yesterday. Now, they killed Georgetown, and that'll do it for Patrick Ewing. Yep. Uh, but Creighton's lane five today. I know Creighton has been like a trendy pick for a long time, going back to like last year because of the team that was assembled with the uh, transfer portal and everything. And even now, as we're getting closer to the tournament, I've seen people make a case for Creighton to make a deep run. I can't get there with them. Okay. And I also don't want to lay five points today. Right. Yep, no opinion. Right. So let me ask you this, and in the Pac-12, we briefly touched on this earlier. They lost one of their, UCLA lost one of their best players for uh, the season too bad. with an injury. Their title odds, uh, I know that at least one book, they were the second shortest shot on the board behind Houston before the injury news came out. And, and UCLA was around plus 750. Well, right after the news popped yesterday, I saw UCLA drop to 15 to 1 in some shops. 15 to 1. Maybe it wasn't enough. Guys I respect who cover the sport say that's it. They can't win it now. And they can't even make a deep run. If he's the best defensive player in the country and he's 13, and is their third leading scorer, well, who knows? Maybe other guys step up and he's, the kid played well. Uh, they came off the bench in the Arizona game. Right. But this is just, uh, that's tight. Uh, it's too bad. It really is. Too bad. Now, what happens today? Is it gloomy Gus and feel sorry for yourself? Or is it okay, uh, next man up and let's go here? I don't know. But I think uh, I like Colorado plus the nine today. And they just played. UCLA beat them by four. And I think also it's Colorado. Now, hey, wait a second. They have a big injury. This bracket opens up. We win. You can see the same thing about this Washington State-Oregon game is fascinating. You know, so Will Hill, Matt Eumann's making the case. Washington State can shock the world yeah. and win this tournament. Oregon is next four out, according to Joe Lenardi, behind Michigan and Clemson. So that if something happens here and UCLA goes down, Watch out, because you're going to have a uh, big dog in the championship game then, and and we'll see if UCLA feels sorry for themselves. See, the other thing could happen, too. They could come out, and they're a deep team with a good coach, and and they show their pedigree and depth, and, and they take care of business. Yeah. But I will take the nine. By the way, always be shopping around. I would say at all times of the day, some of these books might leave outrights on the board during these games. Most of them won't. But like today, Paulie, with what you just said, so Wazoo was around, I think, 22 to 25 to 1 early on before the number came down to win the Pac-12. Well, they were impressive last night. They can absolutely beat Oregon today. And if UCLA is hobbled a little bit, okay, yeah. look at that path. Yeah, how, that, about the, how about the late game out here? But I, I wanted to point this oh, out sorry. real quick. Uh, I thought you could maybe catch like a six in the first half with Colorado. They split it right down the middle. They made it yeah. four, UCLA four and a half. Okay, and then the game, and then this is why you go from uh, 8, actually today, 8 a.m., 8 a.m. Pacific till midnight games today. 8.30, the late game, Arizona State and USC. Arizona State, last team in, according to Lenardi. Eh, I'm looking no. here. They're catching three. Yes. Against USC, total is 140. Yep. And USC should be safely in now. I think they're still in if, even if they lose this game. But is that enough for Arizona State if they win? They might have to beat Arizona, too. I don't know. 
And I also, again, yeah, how, you don't wanna, how many bid thieves are we going to get? Here's the thing. You, you really don't want to screw around at all. I mean, you, you if you're close and you know that, and these teams will, you right. need to. Well, these fan bases also travel, and it's a great atmosphere uh, for the Pac-12. If you can get USC, Arizona, and UCLA, Oregon in the semis, mm-hmm. that is fantastic. And uh, Arizona's laying a huge number today against Stanford. That, that Stanford, they, they, against Utah, that number was weird because Utah popped up to like a two-point favorite, I think. It, yeah. They won it the, over. They, they lost five in a row. They came limping in. Yep. Arizona played at Stanford back on February 11th. They lost 88-79. But maybe they get healthy today and uh, blow this team out. Could happen. Arizona Could can be. do that to a lot of teams. Yep. Yep. And um, I don't know. It's just, it's unfortunate, like we said, with the uh, big time injury there to, to UCLA. They were good enough to win the whole thing this year. And we have the SEC today as well with uh, four games on the board. LSU, that hurt me last night. They covered the three. I had Georgia in that game. A tie game late. Georgia with a three-point lead with three minutes to play. They can barely score again. They lost by five. Vandy's lane four and a half today. There's a path where Vandy can go on a run in this tournament. Stackhouse was the co-coach of the year. They had some really nice wins, including the one at Rupp recently as a 10-point dog. They won it outright. Um... And they're laying four and a half today against LSU. I just don't. I don't think LSU is very good. They had a nice performance last night, but I don't think LSU is good at all. And then Arkansas opened up a pick last night against Bruce Pearl's club, and now Arkansas is laying two. And I bet Arkansas pick them last night. Look at the way that this tournament shakes out here, because Miss State they're laying three today against Florida. And on this network, I heard people making a case that Miss State could be a team that you might want to back at fifty to one mm-hmm. in that neighborhood to win the whole thing. If they win this game today, they can get an Alabama team, Paul, that has been uh, right. extremely vulnerable here in the last two weeks with this Brandon Miller story. Beyond that, they would get a hobbled Tennessee team or Missouri if, if form holds. And then at the bottom of half of the bracket, it would be you know, a Kentucky or an A&M. So it's not an easy path by any stretch, but this is a really good tournament, man. And I think, oh, it's, wide open. I think it's wide open, absolutely. Yep, wide open. How about the, the Mountain West out here now with the quarters? San Diego State lane nine. Against Colorado State. The yep. Aztecs, the one seed, they should, should advance. And then I have no idea. Then it's up for grabs. Now, again, Boise's in, but they, they swept UNLV, and they should be able to win. They won by 18 and by 4. Uh, we'll see if the fans come out for this game, because it is at 6 o'clock local time, so that helps if you can get any uh, UNLV fans to come out to the game. But then the other, I mean, Nevada needs it. They're out with a loss. They're laying five against San Jose State. Two bad losses then the regular season. And Utah State against the game New Mexico team. And Lobo Nation will be out here. The Lobos always travel well. Yes, they do. So that's a, the 8-30 game with Utah State. Utah State needs it to get in as well. And that's only, that line's only three, three and a half with that late game. I kind of like New Mexico in the game. Do you? Okay. Yeah, although I think Utah State's pretty good. New Mexico they has are. a lot of talent. I thought New Mexico was maybe live to win this tournament because of their talent. And by the way, I will tell you that again. That's eleven thirty on the East Coast. If you can, that game, that game could be bonkers tonight. Yes, I think that could be a very entertaining game to watch. Uh, so for those of you on the East Coast that maybe want, you, you're up late anyway. Um, that that one might be worth the, the price of uh, watching it. That is on uh, CBS Sports Network tonight. I think that can be a really good basketball game. Boise I, twenty-three and eight, Utah State twenty-four and seven, and then Nevada in the same ballpark with the with their record as well. Does UNLV hang in there no. against Boise State I can't today? See, I can't see. I mean, they should have lost yesterday. I think that number is short. Yes. I. Now, they just they played at Boise on uh, February 19th. They lost by four. 
But they clubbed them out here. Yeah, Boise beat them by 18, 18 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think four is kind of a small number. Yeah, they're a bad basketball team. Should have lost it outright in regulation Absolutely. yesterday. Absolutely. And somehow they went yeah. on to cover. Those are the perils of betting this sport, man. But it's... uh. We had so many people, like yesterday after the show, either here at Circa, come and meet us, and or reach out via social media and email saying, we're taking your advice, fellas. We're out here for the first time. We broke like an eight-year eight tradition, 20-year tradition. We're doing this instead of next week. Yep. And I've told every person the same thing. You're not going to regret it. Uh, this week, the next two days are as good as it gets. As you just said, games are 8 a.m. until midnight, pretty much. 30 minutes straight of college basketball betting discussion with longtime handicapper Bruce Marshall, and he has opinions on basically everything coming up next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Welcome back. Follow the money. Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. It's been way too long, but his favorite time of the year, Barcelona, Bruce. Bruce Marshall joins the show for a double shot. We'll go rapid fire with picks for the tourneys and uh, today as well, editor of the Gold Sheet. We've been in this racket a long time at Bruce A. Marshall on Twitter. Good to talk to you, friend. How are you? Buenos dias. I am very good in my favorite time of year. You are right. Let's start. Out here with the Pac-12, how concerned are you with the Clark injury? What does this mean for UCLA, not only tonight, laying nine, but moving forward? It is very bad. I mean, they are not going to win this tournament because they don't have Clark. And uh, this, this, and, and this, this may not, they may not even win today against uh, Colorado. Oh. And what you've taken your, in one fell swoop, you've taken your best defender, and you've taken your second leading scorer out of the lineup uh, for the rest of the way. This is not a very deep team to begin with, and most of, of Mick Cronin's other guards are all pretty small. So what I think he's probably going to do, you'll see a lineup of Campbell, Singleton, and Bailey out in the perimeter with, with, with Haquez and, and Bona as the bigs. But they just don't have a lot of depth back there, and they're very small in the backcourt. They may give a look to this, the 6'6 kid from Italy, Conca, who they have not played much this season. They like him, but they haven't played him much, but they may have to. They are very small out there without in the perimeter without Clark, and, and he was the guy they stuck on most of the other big scores. They could have trouble today. This is going to be the game. This is all experimenting now for Mick yeah. in the Pac-12 tournament. And uh, today is experiment game number one, and it's all like in the laboratory today. Listen, Colorado almost beat UCLA full strength That's right. about a week and a half ago. And they've got a game under their belts here, and uh, they are – listen, Hammond is starting to play now, 21 yesterday. Um, I think this is an upset alert. I would certainly take Colorado plus the points out at the pack today. So you are adamant about this, though, the way it sounds. Right, UCLA. You said not winning the not winning the big tournament, but they're also not going to win the Pac-12 tournament. You're convinced of this? I'm convinced, Mitch. That I don't think they will. One other note: uh, tournament dynamics. Everybody at T-Mobile today who is not a Bruin fan is going to be cheering for Colorado, and that means all those Arizona fans who are there, and they bring a lot of people. Yeah. So that's the, there'll be there's enough people at at, at a tournament mm -hmm. like this that. 
they all start cheering against the favorite. It's going to be like a home crowd sort of for Colorado today too. However big the crowd is going to be, there'll be there'll be some people there today. That too, but I, I think they could lose this game today. I really do. Uh, it's just and the letdown after last weekend. And listen, Clark is almost irreplaceable for them, and I think uh, they're in trouble at least for this weekend. That's for sure. Well, certainly the game after it, there'll be plenty of Oregon fans there, right? So hey, the one seeds out, yes. the bracket opens up. How about Oregon laying two and a half against the Cougs? I've been waiting all year for Oregon uh, to do something, and uh, I thought you know it was some of the injuries, and then they brought uh, and then Cousinard and Bartholomew came back in in uh, January, and we've seen Dante and and the Bigs look really good at times, but they have not really strung anything together yet. The parts have been greater than the sum. On the other side, maybe we should just look at Washington State is the team that has put some things together. Seven straight wins. This is a team, I think, this is the sleeper in this tournament. I would put a flyer on them on a bet to win this tournament. Don't forget, they won a game at Tucson this year, broke a 28-game Arizona win streak. They should have beat UCLA up in Poland. They've won seven straight right now. Bamba, one of the hottest scorers in the Pac-12. He's scoring about 20 per game across the past eight. Mohamed Gay, they have uh, length and athleticism coming out their ears. And they cause a lot of matchup problems. They just beat Oregon a couple of weeks ago up in Pullman. Uh, you're getting a couple of points with the Cougs. I take them here. I think they win this game. And I think they've got a shot to win this tournament. Remember, they made a run to the NIT Final Four last year. A little bit different composition of the roster, but some of those guys are still around. Kyle Smith's a darn good coach. I think it's Washington State today. All right, let's go SEC. Uh, your thoughts on maybe a sleeper to win the conference tournament? And your thoughts on any games that you like today? Uh, I actually think Vanderbilt has a shot to win this thing. I mean, it's in Nashville. I know they're not playing at Memorial Gym. It's at the uh, it's at the Preds, Pred, uh, Bridgestone Arena. What a job done by Jerry Stackhouse here. They've won eight out of nine. Um, and after that, Alabama lost. They lost their top scorer, Liam Robbins. But that's not a death knell for this team. One. They can play sort of semi-small ball okay, but they're they're sort of big on the perimeter, uh, Vanderbilt. So, uh, you know, they can get into the key uh, and, and do some business. So Jordan Wright and Lawrence in particular are good at getting to the bucket. So they're not that small on the perimeter, so I don't want to get too carried away by no Robbins there. Now, uh, they are playing one team that beat them in the last nine, and that's LSU. And that loss right now, I think, is sort of keeping L- Vandy on the wrong side of the cut line. They can amend that this weekend if they if they make a run here in Nashville. Um, but uh, KJ Williams, huge game, thirty five points, game of the year for him in that first meeting. Now he's one of those several guys that's, that that uh, Matt McMahon brought down to Baton Rouge from Murray State. This has not worked for, for uh, LSU. In fact, that's the only game they've won all, all uh, calendar 2023 uh, was that game. This is a short price. It's in their hometown. Vandy gets its revenge. They win this thing tonight, get a little closer to the cut line, and this might be my sleeper team in the SEC as well. I don't mind that mm-hmm. at all. I took a flyer on Vandy to win the tournament at uh... – like 60 to one, I believe uh, if you shop around, by the way, across the country, I, I learned that they were like 95 to one at some spots, oh, wow. which is a crazy high number. We talked about the UCLA yeah. injury, Bruce, overall, the Zakai Ziegler injury point guard towards ACL for Tennessee. 
Uh, they're the five seed here in this conference tournament. They're la- what does that mean today for this game, you think? They're laying 11 and a half, and then their future maybe to win this tournament or what it's going to mean next week. Tennessee's not going to win this tournament. I don't think they're getting out of the sub-regionals either. I mean, Ziggler was a bad guy for them to lose. They're point guard. Yep. And he was one of the guys who could step up and be sort of a go-to score. But that's been sort of the one thing a lot of Rick Barnes teams have or haven't had in the past is that one guy who can really carry you. And, and that this team never, even when they were going well, I mean, I'm trying to think who was their go-to guy. I mean, once in a while, Ziggler was the Scobie who, um, you know, that's why Barnes's teams are always out by the sweet 16. They just don't seem to have that go-to guy. And now without their point guard, I wouldn't take them in any game. I would not lay the points today. I'm not sure that I'd love Ole Miss, but I'm not taking Tennessee today. They're not going to win this tournament, and I don't think they're getting out of the sub-regionals next weekend because that's an injury they could not afford either. All right, ACC, your thoughts on that tournament, and what do you think of North Carolina-Virginia today? Yeah, this is is an intriguing tournament um, because I kind of like Clemson, although I don't think they've ever won this thing, but um, I, I, and they got sort of messed up here by being pushed late. They don't start until tonight, um, and they get uh, NC State thrown at them. They really might need to win a game or two uh, in Greensboro to uh, to have a shot to, to make it on the safe side of the cut line. They are an experienced team, uh, and I like Hunter Tyson, and I like Hall, uh, and I think they can beat NC State. Sometimes teams like NC State look great in their first game like they did yesterday, um, and a team that's been a little bit erratic down the stretch. I'm not sure they can put two of those together. So Clemson is sort of the team I sort of think can win this tournament, but I'm beginning to think North Carolina might have a shot too. So I, your second part of the question, I am going to take Carolina against Virginia. Mm-hmm. Every Tar Heel from James Worthy to Kenny the Jet Smith will tell you that North Carolina should have swept Virginia this year, that if Baycott didn't get hurt right at the start of that game in Charlottesville, that they would have won that game. They won the second game easier than that score indicated. Uh, Baycott played that game, although he had some foul trouble, but that was the game Pete Nance played really well. That's been the difference this year for Hubert, I think, is that he missed Brady Manick last year, who played that stretch four role so well. And Nance doesn't quite have that skill set Manick had, and, and Hubert's been trying to put him into that role. Occasionally he's done pretty well, but... Uh, with with if Baycott stays out of foul trouble, the guard shot well yesterday. North Carolina, I think, wins this game. This is not as good a Virginia team as the title winner a few years ago that had some NBA guys on it. I don't think Tony's got any on this team. And uh, Carolina playing in Greensboro, there's a great effort yesterday. They looked really good against BC, and they seem to play pretty well with their backs to the wall like we saw in the tournament last year. So I think North Carolina wins this today outright. And I think they now they're sort of my pick to win the tournament. They get by this one today. I think they they would become my pick ahead of Clemson to win the tournament. Um, my God, I think that Good, yeah. if they win the game today, I think they win the next game, and then they're going to be in the yeah. ACC turn. Yeah, final. Uh, Bruce, hang tight. I, I want to ask you about another game in that tournament because Duke opened up four against Pittsburgh. Well, the market can, doesn't matter. Pittsburgh was like the best team in college basketball covering numbers this year. Market said, I don't care. It's up to six and a half this morning. Want to get your thoughts on that game, other outright winners in these tournaments going on, and other games that you like today on the betting board as well. We'll continue with Bruce Marshall, longtime professional handicapper and better, editor of the Gold Sheet here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. 
Bet Rivers online book, the place to be. Great house specials and a dynamite menu. Going up to 10000 in bonus money by playing their exclusive squares. Place a qualifying bet, get a square on the house. If your numbers match the final score of the game, you win. Full terms and conditions available. BetRiversSquares.com. We continue talking college basketball here. Bruce Marshall, our guest, longtime handicapper and better uh, with the gold sheet. What are you? We, we were just talking about the ACC tournament with you, Bruce, before the break. And I wanted to get into this Duke game with you. That opened up four last night as they're playing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, best team in the country, covering numbers all year long. That was a back-and-forth game against Georgia Tech all day yesterday. But the market doesn't care about their overall ATS mark on the season. They thought four was way too low. I'm seeing Duke now moving on the way up to six and a half. Do you have an opinion on this game? Yeah, I would take Pitt. Um, I thought the matchups are pretty good. I know they they played Duke close. They didn't win, but they covered that game at Cameron uh, Indoor. Duke away from Durham this year uh, has been a lot more vulnerable. Uh, even though they did win that game down the street in Chapel Hill last week, their record away from Cameron Indoor has not been that great. Pitt's very versatile here, and uh, this is Jeff Capel. Uh, I mean, against his old uh, his old school, that's sort of an interesting angle. But he wrote the manual on how to work the portal. And uh, I, it, I think it's still working for this team with uh, Henson, great player, coming over from Ole Miss and Iowa State, and then uh, Burton and uh, the two guards he got from Marquette and Colgate. Uh, Pitt could win this game, so I, 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 I'm not in with that. I'm not on board with that move. I think Pitt's decided to look at. Okay, how about the Big East? Your thoughts on this tournament now that we're in the quarters and Nova and Creighton, the late game. Yeah, this is a fascinating tournament because you've got, I, I think, at least one Final Four team is coming out of this league. And my gut feel is going to be Marquette. Wow. Because, yeah, I mean, there have been several nights this year when I've watched Marquette going back as far as that Baylor game when they, to me, look like the best team in the country. A little different than Shaka Smart's normal team here teams because they share the ball so well. Uh, they can run the offense through either Kolak out at the point or Ikudaro at the high post, a great passer for a big guy. They share the ball. Cam Jones is like a mini uh, young Dwayne Wade. Um, they look like a team, I think, that could go deep and all the way into the Final Four. Now, having said that, uh, tonight, though, I'm not sure about that game against St. John's, uh, but I do like this Villanova game late tonight, and this is the team, this is the definition of a bubble thief here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys, are, you guys have talked about it before. I mean, when Justin Moore came back, once he worked the rust off, uh, this became a totally different team. And Kyle Neptune thought he would get him back earlier uh, than he did. He had to wait till the end of January. But uh, you've seen him suddenly pick up the pace. The last five games, four of them, he scored 17 or more, and the one he didn't was against Creighton. He had eight assists in that game, and that's the game also that Dixon scored 31. Dixon, Daniels, and the freshman Cam Whitmore sort of grew up uh, in the first two months of the season without more. Uh, they're getting points here against Creighton. They just beat Creighton last week. Here's the stat, boys, about Creighton. Uh, Creighton really feasted on the lesser teams in the Big East this season against the contending class in the Big East. And I'll throw Villanova in there now, too. So you'd throw and UConn and Xavier, Providence, and Marquette. Ten games Creighton played against them. They covered exactly one number. They are 1-9 and nine against the spread against the other contenders in this league. They squeezed out one spread W against the X against Xavier. Uh, Villanova just beat these guys two weeks ago. I think they win this game outright tonight. And this is the team that could still steal this tournament and become the quintessential 
bubble season. Absolutely. How about an early game uh, today? Michigan, big one, big bubble game. Michigan and Rutgers, and your thoughts on the Big Ten tourney? Yeah, uh, I think Michigan gets them, and this is this is sort of a bubble eliminator. Though you're in Michigan's case, it is, and you know, a tough weekend for them. I mean, 95 minutes, and they get nothing to show for it. To what three total overtimes at Illinois and Indiana, uh, but they're they're playing better uh, lately. Uh, Juwan's son Jet came back, uh, and that's important for them because he gives them another dynamic score out on the wing, and he's a tough matchup because he's six eight. And they've got Dickinson they can always dump the ball into in the post. I mean, they've looked like a tournament team for the past month, uh, but they're going to have to do a little bit of business here in Chicago to get the call from the committee. Rutgers has not looked like a tournament team. And if they didn't make that comeback when when Penn State stopped cold two weeks ago and that one point went at Wisconsin, I mean, that's it for about five weeks for these guys. They'd already be on the wrong side of the cut line. This offense has stalled. And uh, Michigan just went in to Piscataway about two weeks ago and won handily, throttled them, 58-45. And that was the game when the freshman Doug McDaniel, and that's Doug without the O, D-U-G, scored 16 to lead the Wolverines <laughs> in that game. I think they win this game uh, and uh, maybe become a threat to win the whole, uh, the whole tournament. I think they certainly have a shot to do so, although I'm going to pick Sparty to win the tournament. Uh, Tom Izzo, he's been here before. I think his team's playing much better down the stretch. I am not picking Purdue. I do not think this team is as good as it was last year uh, when they had an NBA lottery pick in Ivy and more experience on the perimeter. I'm not sure about the freshman guards. And uh, Edie had another guy to share the post with last year in Trevian Williams. I know Edie's great. This team is not as good as it was last year. I don't think they win this week. And I don't think they get to the Final Four either for what that's worth. Paul the Money, Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Bruce Marshall, our guest. Gold Sheet. Uh, follow him on Twitter, Bruce Day Marshall. You're going to rain on the parade here. Look at this. Your thoughts on the Atlantic 10. But Fordham's finally having a good year, and you're going against them today. Well, you're right, Paulie. I feel bad about that because I jumped on Fordham kind of early. And uh, this is Keith Ergo. He slid over. He was there. He's Kyle Neptune's assistant. That one year Neptune was there last year. So Neptune gets the call to go back to Nova. Ergo slips in. He made a really good portal ad in Khalid Moore from Georgia Tech. That gave them, um, along with uh, Quisenberry, uh, the holdover guard, a really good one-two punch. The non-conference schedule is not that hard for Fordham, but they did pick up momentum there. Uh, why am I going against them here today? Because they had a lot of close wins and because of ultimate respect uh, for Fran Dunphy on the LaSalle side. He is doing it again. We started to pick up on LaSalle late in the season there, about mid-late uh, January, they ran off seven straight uh, W's. They did falter a little bit at the end, but here Dunphy is doing it again. Here, um, he's got uh, he's able to identify different uh, combinations to work uh, that, that that can work for him. And one was bringing Nickelberry off the bench during the regular season when he made that switch. That's when LaSalle started to make a move too. Um, he, you know, he's he's done some things uh, lately here. Uh, and Brickus, one of the guards, all of a sudden, Fran is telling him, shoot, go ahead and shoot. And this kid is scoring about 20 per game now the last couple of weeks. They won two in a row here in Brooklyn. I think they win today. And I think right. Dunphy might be writing a really good story here and uh, maybe slipping through the A-10, which looks like a wide-open tournament to me. Dayton was the team I thought would was my pick to win the tournament, but that's not too creative on my part. Um, I think LaSalle's a team to watch. And actually, the winner of this game, LaSalle Fordham today, would be one to really watch the rest of the way. 
So you're telling me that either a 12 to 1 ticket on Fordham or 40 to 1 on, on LaSalle might not be worth a small bet. Or I'm sorry, would be worth a small bet. Yes. Okay, I've done both it. those teams. Okay. I recommend it. How about out here, West Coast, Las Vegas, in the WAC? Uh, I, I grabbed Utah Valley early in the week at about plus 220. It moved down to $2. Now they're back to plus 240. Sam Houston, the favorite here, at plus 180. Who do you like in this conference tournament? Wow. This is this one is kind of interesting here. You know, I, I think Utah Valley, although the rumor, I mean, it's almost like I almost want to refer to Mark Madsen as the Stanford coach. Now, they haven't, that hasn't happened yet. They haven't fired Haas yet. And, mm-hmm. Imagine still in, but that they are saying that rumor so much. He's done a great job there with Utah Valley. Um, I'm kind of interested in Grand Canyon, and this is the one. They're the other one I'd look at here is Grand Canyon. This game against Seattle today. Um, Grand Canyon toward the end of the season had that tremendous run of over games. They had 16 overs in a row at one point. However, two games against Seattle a couple of weeks apart both went under. For whatever reason, Seattle really seemed to slow down Bryce's offense. Um, they meet today in game two out at the Orleans. Um, so I, you know, this is interesting. The total there is 138. Grand Canyon went way over in the first game. That's been their MO. Uh, for some reason, it didn't work here against Seattle. But I think if Grand Canyon can get over this hump today, uh, this is going to be a team to watch. And they, they'll end at Utah Valley at some point uh, for the bid. But I, Utah Valley would be my favorite. Uh, Tarleton later today and Billy Gillespie. Uh, I think Utah Valley gets in there six and a half, uh, slightly into uh, the Wolverines. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Great to talk to you. We'll catch up and do it again soon. Good luck. Okay, boys. Thank you. Well done. Barcelona, Bruce, Colorado, Washington State, Vandy, Carolina, Nova, Michigan, LaSalle. Also likes Irvine, Bakersfield, under. Yep. There you go. Great stuff out of him. Up next, we have an update to the Kevin Durant injury from last night. And I have made a bet in the last 20 minutes as a result of it. So I would uh, advise you, if you want to tell this, to shop around. Uh, There could be something to it. And it wasn't pretty. What a fluky injury. We'll discuss. I'll tell you the bet that I made coming up and uh, what the injury could mean for the rest of the regular season for Durant and the Suns next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. 
We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.